Hi, this is Bob McClenahan, Napa Valley's celebrity photographer. C- celebrity photographer? What does that? What does that mean? I'm a celebrity, or that I shoot celebrities? Just, just read it the way I wrote it. Okay. You're doing fine. All right, all right. Uh, I, I've got Judd busy chipping his f-stops, so I'm introducing the next show. Bob, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it's just, don't, don't worry about it. It's, it's photography stuff. Uh, so today's episode features vintner Julie Johnson, a seminal figure in Napa Valley's sustainable and organic winemaking and grape growing movement. She's a dynamic lady with great stories, and I know you'll enjoy the conversation. Also, be sure to visit Judd at Judd's Hill for fine wines and a good time. All the winery info can be found at juddshill.com. While online, put some wine in your cart and get 15% off your entire wine order when you type in the coupon code JNVS. For an even better deal, join their wine club. Fun is guaranteed. And now, enjoy the show. Okay, smile. Say cheese. (laughs) Cheese. Everyone's a Finkel friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Get ready for another heap full of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing, live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa, Judd's Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show. And now... Live from the 1440 KVON studio in the beautiful Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show is back on the air. I'm Lauren Mole, and here's your host, Judd Finkelstein. Good morning, Lauren Mole. How are you? Top of the day, Judd. Top, fine. top of the day. Thanks for that great introduction. We are back on the air. We had a couple weeks off, a little vacation. What did you do with your free time? Uh, I worked at Rayleigh's. That's right. You worked your regular job. Not so much free time, huh? How's it going over there? It's going great so far. Having a marvelous time. Good. What are some of the highlights when you're at work? Well, I get to uh, sweep the whole store. I get to <laughs> bag groceries, and uh, I even get to take them out to the to their cars for the customers. Oh, that's nice. That's good uh, rapport. You're you're doing a nice thing for folks who need a little assistance. Thanks. You're a good guy. Thanks. You have something coming up you wanted to talk about. Oh, yes. Well, actually, it's something else that I already did during oh, our time off. Let's talk about something we did, or you did. Uh, well, Share, no, please. The, I did. You, you did, know. or I did? Uh, How about you did? Uh, yeah, Let's not I confuse did. ourselves. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, actually, uh, so on Sunday, March, or on Sunday, uh, February 8th, I got to participate in the uh, Friends of Special Needs uh, friends and Children with Special Needs, the Special Needs Got Talent Competition. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that was coming up. How did it go? It went great. Had such a, had, I had such a great time. But unfortunately, Judd, I did not have a high enough score to make it to the top 12. But they were uh, nice enough to ask me to perform at the performance. They, they called me an honorable mention. Oh, that's nice. I'll bet there was a fix in there somehow. Because oh, there if was. you didn't make the top, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. It's crooked, I tell you. Corrupt. Right. What did you do? You you did did you do your song? Uh, yes, I did, and I did a little comedy act. Oh, okay. Well, which song did you do? And then, well, okay. What song did you do? I just haven't met you yet. Okay, that's your signature song. Yes. Now the comedy act that that is intriguing me. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, actually, uh, it was a fake uh, car commercial. Do you want to give us a little taste of it? Uh, okay. Automotive design and technology. It's given us so much over the years. The Yetzel, the Pinto, the Yugo, 
But now, automotive design and technology may just have given us the ultimate automobile, the 2015 Nexus 570, a car so advanced it may be the last car you'll ever need to buy. Ding, 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 ding. I think that's a winner. That's cool, man. Did you come up with that? Actually, yeah, I kind of changed the. I kind of changed a couple of things around. I see. Well, cool. Yeah, and it was fun. And also on uh, this coming uh, March fourth, I'll be singing the Star Spangled Banner with my friends from Everybody's a Star at the Warriors game. Oh, that's coming right up. Yes. Very cool. Very cool. Now you're an old hat at that. You've done that many, many times. Well, for the Warriors, just once. But you have also done it for the Giants, for the A's. No, that actually that was take me out to the ball game. Oh. Oh, so Star Spangled Banner you've only done once before? Yes, with the Warriors. Okay, but you're still you're still a veteran of singing in front of tens of thousands of people. I am. You ever get nervous? Nervous? Not you. Oh, heck Not no. Not Lauren Mole, Mr. Announcer Napa Valley. Never. <laughs> That's great. Well, congratulations. I hope that Thanks. goes very well for you. Thanks. Good. So uh, anything going on with you and, and the winery, Jen? Nope. Nothing. Oh, well. <laughs> You know, there's always something going on. We don't have any special events coming up That's until right. May, so I figured I'll, I'll start talking about that. That's fine. Well, I, I just thought I asked just for curiosity. Well, I appreciate it. It's always nice to be thought of. Oh, yeah. Let's think about our guest. Okay. Who's sitting right here so patiently. Sure. Would you like to introduce our guest? Absolutely, Jed. And I got the paper in front of me right now as I speak. Fabulous. Our guest's fine achievements will be noted duly as we learn of her life and indeed talk truly. Judd better behave and talk smart, that fool he, or this show could soon become quite unruly. That's wholly unlikely, as we never act cruelly, so let's welcome today, Vintner Johnson, comma, Julie. Hey, Johnson, comma, Julie. There, Julie Johnson. Hey, no, I love that. People can call me Johnson. <laughs> People can call me Julie. I get Mr. Hill. You get Mr. Hill, Mr. Harold Hill. Well, Judd, Judd's Hill, they think I'm Mr. Hill. What do you talk? Hill. What do you talk? What do you talk? What do you talk? <laughs> exactly. Well, this is a talk station. Here we are. Let's talk. Welcome. Thank it's you so very much. It's so great to have you here. You are such a personality here in the Valley <laughs> and a vintner of legend. But before we get into that, you there's something very interesting on the table in front of you. Tell me, what, what do you have here? Well, well, Judd, you, you gave me the task to come to your studio uh-huh. with with something slightly larger than life or something slightly smaller than life or oh. something kind of, kind of fun. And, you know, this is one of those things that's been in my house for many, many years. It was given to me by my kind of fake uncle, but warmly <laughs> uncle, yeah. Jim. Jim was a swab in the Navy in the uh, in the the out in the where Iwo Jima land I guess oh. uh, in World War II, okay. he's one of those people who always had you know viceroys or luckies rolled up in his sure. uh, in his sleeve. You know you can just picture it and you know ready to bring in you know ready to bounce into any song uh, from South <laughs> Pacific. But other than that, a really great wonderful guy. Well. Jim um, blessed us with a lot of things, much less his humor. And I've been looking at this shell. It's a huge shell. It's This is a shell that's like a foot long. Yeah, it's... I don't know what kind of shell it is, but I don't think it would be the kind of shell that you could find on beaches anymore because, you know, somebody would have picked it up, but... No, it's, it's it's a, a beautiful long, shell. Conical yeah, it's a big seashell. long mollusk seashell. Yeah. It's not a conch. No. Something from the South Pacific. And you know, Judd, when I think of you, I think of South Seashores and ukuleles <laughs> and I take and, that as a compliment. And Thanks. and you know, I think of you as fine wine, obviously, but I think of you with, with other great humor and great spirit. And so I thought I was looking at this this morning and going, What am I gonna bring? What am I gonna bring? And 
there it was, this shell from my Uncle Jim from the South Pacific, from the, you know, the, the, the theater, the U.S. theater in the South Pacific in the late 40s. Wait a minute. We can't, we can't give, no, you can't part with this. This sounds like an heirloom. Well, no, not really. You know, it's just one of those things that you pass it through your life. And I thought, I've been thinking about doing that for a long time. And, you know, I pass through my, my son is out in the vineyard right now, working in the vineyard. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gradually at that point where he said, you know, mom, we're going to do a little renewal on the Zinfandel this year. And I'm like, not out there at this very moment, not scrutinizing every move, just moving it along. And this is one of those kind of objects of art that you have in your house that at, at some point, you need to move it along. So kind of philosophy going forward, right? I guess so. And how does that feel to to be able to let go a little <laughs> bit and allow others to carry on? Oh, I think I think that's the kind of release that you need to get to at, at you know in, at variety at certain points in your life. But I think it's it's kind of a challenge because mm-hmm. basically I'm I've always been known as a bag lady just between what? you and me. Oh no, I just carry things with me. I you know I physically carry a lot of things around. Oh, bag lady. Bad, I thought you said bad, bad lady. lady. No, 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 no. no. Like I'm you a, a bad lady? I'm a no. good. I'm a good hey lady. I'm a good lady. Yes. Uh, but no, it, it, you know. So sometimes it's just it's just good to kind of gift forward. Okay. Well, I'm. My, you know, my my friend Katie d- does a lot of gifting forward and and giving forward, and this is one of those kinds of things. So, and it's not often that we get to reach so far back into the past. I moved here in the valley in the '80s, early, actually 1980. You know, I kind of sometimes think, okay, I was thinking, what. Where this shell was on some South Pacific island, yeah. what was happening here in the 1940s? Mm-hmm. That's a little bit of a trip. When whatever was in that shell was still alive. Well, I don't know. I was knocking <laughs> it around this morning in the car, and some sand fell out. So who knows? Are you kidding? Really? No, a little. I mean, we haven't really worked with this, but it's no. I'm. It's my total pleasure. You said well, bring beautiful. something really interesting. And well, it's true. We, we we usually give something away. It's called get your hands on Judd's goodies. My guests bring goodies. Folks who probably hear that rattling, it's sizable. That's fine. Let it rattle. So the first, it's usually the first tweet. Okay. If you're on Twitter, if you're near your computer or smartphone, get on Twitter. And uh, the first tweet that comes in with the hashtag JNVS, Judd's Napa Valley Show, and uh, put at Judd's Hill, all is one word. That'll really get to me quickly. First tweet, we'll talk about getting you this uh, shell because I might need to... I, I'm. You might need to trade this out for yeah, another special judge. You know, we've got our little morning tiki thing. And oh, this. Well, you know, in a way, could I just the whole get, South Pacific room? I'll, you know, this tell is, you what. If the first tweet, we'll talk about a trade. I, I might keep this, but I'll give you something else. I, you know, I, that would be really. I'm special. coveting this. Okay. Well, look. Here's here's what we'll do. Oh, okay. Let's well, do that. So, okay. So I make I grow way way too many pomegranate <laughs> trees, and I just happen to bring. Maybe you would consider this is what I was going to give you, Judd. It's, oh, okay. It's, it's invaluable. It is my own pomegranate infused, organic pomegranate infused golden balsamic vinegar. Ooh. And it's absolutely delicious. It and makes it, a dandy salad this time of the year. It's beautiful looking too. The color of it, that translucent deep red, the pomegranate, obviously made with real pomegranates. And, and to that, borrow from Garrison Keeler, it's really tasty. It's really, t- yes. <laughs> so, right. um, so how about if we just trade right now? Okay. Because it's a good deal either way, I Okay. Think. Julie Johnson's homemade from her own pomegranates balsamic first tweet first tweet gets the balsamic vinegar i keep the shell judd south and then pacific. i invite you over i'm talking to julie now not all the listeners you know maybe we'll have a contest <laughs> you can come over and we'll come to the tiki bar but you'll come That'd have a drink to- and you'll see the shell in its new home thank you 
<laughs> You're welcome. Let's talk about you. <laughs> oh, sure. okay. <laughs> let's talk about let's let's go back because you you have been in this valley for some time. You've made a name, several names for yourself, <laughs> making wine. Now, how did that all get started? You did not you know start off in the world of wine. I think you were a nurse uh, first. I was or? a nurse. In fact, I have a good story about this because I was a yeah. I was I was went to actually I went to summer camp up here. A long time ago, really? which now the Mountain Home Junior, it was Mountain Home Junior Ranch. It's now Mountain Home Ranch. That's up at the top of... There was uh, a horse for every two people, oh every two kids. And my parents shipped me off the first time when I was seven. From where? where From Palo Alto. Palo Alto. Okay, so you're you local. Know, so this was, this was when, and I was in the Calistoga 4th of July parade as Scarlett O'Hara. <laughs> really? Except I had no bust, so that was difficult. <laughs> 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 At that point in my life, as a seven-year-old. Seven, but, yeah, yeah. you know, there were streets in Calistoga that still weren't paved at that point. So oh, it was wow. pretty cool. But anyway, jump in. And you're ahead. not that old. I mean, it makes it sound like thank we're talking you, 19th thank century thank or something. You, thank like you. That, well, it could no. have been. I mean, you know, it was horse-drawn wagons and horses and yeah. you know, it was it was really wonderful, but who would know? I would come back many years later and as a nurse. And I saw people in their homes as a visiting nurse, well, that, which is yeah, the why most... Napa Valley as a nurse? What, oh, what, because yeah. I came came back to the valley with my love of the life of my life at that time. Oh. Um, so my entry into the to the wine business was all about love and osmosis. I see love and osmosis through a second party. Yeah, yeah. but okay. I I remember going to see a woman in her home who at that point, and this is 1980, was 96 years old. Mm. So she had seen lots of things. Yeah. And apparently she was a mail-order bride wow. from St. Joseph, Missouri, and had come out here to help her husband in the grapes. You know, Sauvignon Vert in the Calistogo Ranch. Come, come, come be next to me, my lovely, you know. And right. so she, you know, get, slams on into, a, uh, I guess, a, you know, some type of stagecoach. I don't know, you know. Yeah. It gets out here, and um, but she's like, "Oh, honey, you don't want to know about the Napa Valley. You want to know about St. Joe, Missouri." <laughs> so, I mean, it was just like she was so over at ninety six, having done grapes for half of her life. Unimpressed, she was like <laughs> so over it and wanted to talk about you know her life as a young maiden in mm. in uh, in Missouri. I thought that was a kick. It was wonderful. It when I think about being grounded, which so many of us have to do these days yeah. in um, in the Napa Valley. I I love the idea that we could be grounded, and and she pulls me back to to just relaxing, taking what it is, enjoying. You know, just Julie, take a walk off your front porch. Go go stroll in the vines. It's okay. Just relax. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. Get back to the roots, really, literally and figuratively, yeah. and watch the hummingbirds. No, it's feed the bluebirds. You can know, get all of that. A lot here. Yeah, yeah. You know, the think- realistic side of the valley. So. Well, right. I think folks have this romantic notion that that's what life is in Napa Valley. You know, us winemakers, we sit out and we nibble cheese and watch the vines grow and walk amongst the the vines and yeah and, oh. and sip wine. And uh, you know what? It, it ain't just that. No, There's it ain't. Little... However, <laughs> this time of the year, every year, Devil's Gulch cheese from Calgo Creamery. Oh yeah, that is so awesome. That's the cheese. Can you're I just give a little? You... Can I just yeah. give a little plug with my Zinfandel? It is Please. just so good. But you know, as an aside, <laughs> yes. If you are yes, going to be do sitting little, nibbling we, cheese, if you are going to be sitting <laughs> nibbling cheese, you know, the Devil's there, Gulch there, with there, little there, trace there, of Boris Zin. There are some good. There are some really good things in life, and I try my best to share that with visitors. But but there are definitely some down to earth. Uh, 
things that I think it's it's so uh, all the way through. Well, we started, you know, the, the rest yeah. is history. We started Frog's Leap in, mm-hmm. in 81 by selling our motorcycles. And that's a true story. I hadn't heard that part we, of the story. We bought, our, we bought our first grapes at Frog's Leap by... Uh, by selling our motorcycles. And they were dandy motorcycles. Oh, but, wow. you know, how do you buy grapes? How do you get started in the valley with a, with a winery? Well, for us, there was no, you know, there's not only a little fortune, there was no large fortune. And so what do you do? That's but, like uh, the Explorers. Was it, which one was it? I don't remember. Cortez of Cabrillo, one of those guys, you know, burning the boats when they got there. Yeah. So that you couldn't leave. Like, we're here. We're dedicated. You sold the motorcycles. <laughs> you're trapped in Napa. You're making wine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. You know, that, that there goes that shell again. Yeah. It's yours now, though. <laughs> oh, oh, um, sorry. Sorry my shell is making noise over there. Your shell is making noise. <laughs> anyway, the, uh, I think the wonderful thing is, is that we, it was possible. And that's why people say, oh, so many wineries. And I'm, on the other hand, thinking so much opportunity mm-hmm. and so many people in love with this beautiful land and what can what can come of it i i i i'm i love a lot of things my son is in the is in the wine business now he's making wine he's making wine calder wine company okay my middle son is making hard cider oh really wow far cider where's that thought you would like that yeah. at trace saboras as well oh, right oh, at wonderful. trace saboras except he's in sierra leone right now he is um, me, fighting ebola for a doctors without borders clinic oh my goodness so um, he's fighting the good fight you've raised some good kids well they're 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 right-minded they really yeah. are yeah well, so it's so it's it's, it's for it's it's uh you know it's for good and uh, can I give a quick little shout out to my daughter Ke- daughter Kelly. Well, how many kids do you have? How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> I have three, and oh, okay. my and my husband John Ingelsgerger has three wonderful okay, kids. Okay, well, we've as got well. time for that. Sure, go okay, ahead. Okay, <laughs> no, well, Kelly, Kelly, right? I'm at kidding, the, Kelly. Absolutely, Kelly, Kelly, go. right at this very moment is in the Sacramento Convention Center, sitting for the bar. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, positive yeah. vibes going. Positive her way. vibes. I posted on Instagram last night. I we, I said, okay, what do you want to do the night before the bar? It's sort mm-hmm. of like you know your last walk into insanity for three days in a convention center. Can you imagine? I don't know. I sat for the nursing boards in New York City in uh, in the middle of Madison Square Garden, and it was like. That was a crazy experience, but I can't only imagine. Sounds stressful. That was two days. She has three days oh and my. much more intense. So it's it's crazy. But we had, so last night we went to a great sushi bar in Sacramento. We had sushi. We had miso soup. Mm. Comforting. You know, comfort food. And we did pop quizzes for the bar. So that was not <laughs> so comforting, but it was fun. Well, good for her. I Mom know lawyers stuff. get a bad rap, but I'm sure coming from the background that she comes from, she'll be... As you said, very right-minded. She'll get on a, a good track. What is it she wants to get into? Do you know? Oh, she's she's very she's very progressive. Okay. Very progressive. Literally, immigration rights, um, okay. justice issues, social justice issues. So. Well, best of luck to her. But you know, as proud as you are, and probably want to talk about her, we're here to talk about you. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at that. I love I love talking about well, everybody I'll, else doing doing some great things. Well, I'll help you along. Okay, so, you know, you were the co-founder of Frog's Leap, which has gone on, you know, seems to be doing great ever since you sold those motorcycles and bought those first grapes. Um, and you've done really some other amazing things. I mean, you were also the co-founder of a Women for Wine Sense. Oh, well, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I was going to try if, if you hadn't. Um, oh, of course. I'm gonna, we, if you're sitting here, I'm bringing that up. It's well, an amazing organization. Would you believe that we celebrate our 25th anniversary this year? 
That's amazing. 25, 25 years since 1990. And I'd have to say Michaela Rodino and all those wonderful women, uh, Margaret Beaver Mondavi, of course, mm-hmm. who really also shared this spark of why can't we have feel great about having a glass of wine at our family tables? You know, why can't we talk about that? Let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about that with with great sense. Mm-hmm. And um, it caught on. And it's still a national organization. I think there are eight chapters around the country. And what yeah, what are some of the goals of the, of the Well, I think today a lot of the goals have thankfully changed and moved forward. And it really is not so much bringing social consciousness to the, the idea of enjoying wine in moderation, but moreover as what what are what is the context for wine in your in your life mm. and how can you celebrate it and what are the what are the sort of social things that you can do with other people so it it has become at once um as erudite there are round tables for winemakers for finance people for market people for social people so it's a networking opportunity and a communications activity overall i think the goal remains the same Education, natural, personal and national education about wine and the wine business and women's roles, women's and men's roles in in the business. So bringing it forward, grounding it, making it as real as possible, probably the opposite of some of some of a friend of mine used to say it's kind of the flip side of the warning label, which is, I think, still a great way of looking at a very sensible but yet enjoyable and joyful approach to to wine. So uh, a lot of people participate. That's There's wonderful. a very strong Napa Sonoma chapter, and in fact, May first, second. May, let's see, May 1st and 2nd and 3rd of this year, yeah. there's a huge 25th anniversary celebration at the at the Culinary Institute. Oh, here in St. Helena? Um, here in St. Helena. Lots of speakers. People, Leslie Sabraco, for example, Debbie Zacharias, you want to hear these people. So they can, people... I, yeah, it's open to the public. It or? definitely open. Registration continues, and I think it's at Women for Wine Sense. Women for Wine Sense. Just just Google Women for Wine Sense, and okay. you'll get to the the national celebration. It sounds wonderful, and there are chapters. You started oh. it here in Napa Valley. Now there's chapters nationwide. Yeah, there are chapters are... nationwide. You know, still modest. There are a lot of people in wine, and a lot of chapters of lots of things out there. Right. But I think you know, I think the the current people at at women for wine sense would say, you know, the more the merrier out there. The important thing is that discussions about forwarding your own personal achievements and your own personal education and expertise and scholarship and enjoyment of wine is important, however you do it. But if you can't find something um, local, start your own Women for Wine Sense chapter. <laughs> Why not? Take it into your own hands. People here have a wealth of, of connectivity, and that's that's what Women for Wine Sense aims to do here locally. Have you helped start some of these other chapters? In the early days, yeah. but, but no, not so much now. It's people have taken, I think there's nothing better than to have somebody take an idea that you have. Right. And continue it. Uh, yeah, Populate what, it. Make it more honor. fruitful. You know, that's it is. It's a great honor. I think Michaela Rodino and I would share that that honor. And anything that makes wine accessible, things great to me. Well, yeah. I mean, you're. I, I have so many people who come to the winery and they say, oh, I'm no expert. And I say, oh, thank goodness. You know, <laughs> what a great thing. You know, ask any question. Right. It's a, it's. You know, I, I'm the first to say I'm I'm a newcomer to making wine, just making wine since 2001. 
not so much a newcomer to the business anymore, right, right. but somebody can stump me every time by asking me about some obscure vineyard in, in the Loire. You, well, know. you can never know it all, no, no matter how long you're in the business. You know, no. talk to a master of wine. I mean, even those folks who know everything don't know everything. There's just, it's impossible to know everything. Well, the best thing I saw the other day was one of the, you know, fancy sommeliers chosen for sommelier of the year or whatever mm-hmm. in Food and Wine magazine a while back. And, and the, the that person was saying, you know, I haven't addressed the topic of Napa Valley Cabernet for some time now. You know, it's kind of like quasi-passe for right. fancy psalm to address that. There's so much else but, to explore. But there's so much else. There's so many firsts, you know, first, there's always another vineyard over that next rocky slope, you know. I've dedicated whatever. the last three years of my life to Blau Frankish. Yeah, <laughs> or something. I have no idea. But that person actually said, you know, words to, you know, magic to our ears, Judd. Yeah. Hey, I think it's about time that I came back and looked at Napa Valley Cabernet once again. Oh, good. And I'm like, hey, dude, go for it. <laughs> come on time. over. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So We got to take a little break. Then we're going to come back. We're going to talk more with Julie Johnson. And we'll talk about some of your, the, the gardening that you do mm-hmm. and what you're raising and the winery itself and all kinds of good stuff. Sounds good. We'll be back with more of Judd's Napa Valley Show right after these messages. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of Finkel fun at 1440 on your AM dial in Napa and streaming live in Cleveland at KVON.com. We're back to Judd's Napa Valley Show. Cleveland, eh? Yes, sir. What do you have with Cleveland? Do you have a connection there? Oh, I do. Hometown of one of my favorite heroes. Should I ask or are we just going to leave it hanging like that? Find out next week. Tune in next week and find out. You can go ahead. Who's your hero? It's Drew Carey. Ah, Drew Carey, of course, the host of The Price is Right. That's right, Lauren Mole. And it's true, if you live in Cleveland or anywhere where you can get internet, kvon.com to stream this live or via the iTunes store to hear past episodes as a podcast. Just look for Judd's Napa Valley Show. We are here with Julie Johnson, a Napa name that many folks know and love. You've been in the wine business now, uh... For some time, we heard about how you got into it just kind of by osmosis uh, back in the very early 80s. Love and osmosis. Love, excuse me, yes, love <laughs> and osmosis, one with the other, absolutely. But now you've got your own thing going on, Trace Saboris. Right, Let's right. talk a little bit about that. Trace Saboris comes from, uh, the wor- the the name, mm-hmm. comes from a, a beautiful song, Sabor a Mi, My Taste, yeah. uh, South of the Border. And it was suggested to me in a romantic moment that uh-huh. that, um, that I look at Trace Saboris. One, because I wanted to, in back in 1999, I wanted to start doing something that explored my own little vineyard in the Rutherford Bench, Western Rutherford Bench, of Zinfandel mm-hmm. and a little Cabernet. Got to have Cabernet in Rutherford. Oh, um, well, hey, you've got Zin- that dust hanging out there. Yeah, yeah, Zinfandel. And I wanted to do it in a really different way. Uh, so... I decided that I would hire three winemakers, uh, Rudy uh, Zudima and Karen Culler and Ken Bernards, and mm-hmm. I gave them each a couple tons of fruit from my front yard, essentially, and had them each make their own cuvee of Zinfandel. Very clever. I didn't realize that's how it started off. No, Those were the three flavors. N- three flavors, three tastes. Uh-huh. So essentially a taste of terroir, kind uh-huh. of an instant horizontal. And it was really just to see you now that these grapes that I work with today as one wine were planted in 1971. Mm. And when we moved to the property in 1987, we used them immediately as Frog's Leap's first grapes, first owned grapes. But we 
but I always, we always had a lot of, we always had a sense that they could do something kind of special, that they were elegant and on their own. What would they be on their own? That was the question. So these three wonderful people played along with me and were game for this, which is quite saying quite a lot, even for 1999. That's pretty progressive. And for four years, we did three, I sold three bottles, three uh, bottles, three bottles in, in three packs. So side by side, you could get oh, three Oh, I got tastes. you. You didn't, in all those years, you didn't sell three bottles no, of wine. No, no, you no, so, no. Okay, you sold it as a three-pack. I, gotcha. I sold it as a three-pack, and it was it was great. We really learned a lot, and I learned a lot about winemaking, and by the time I met my true love, John Engelskerger, who's, of course, also been a winemaker in the Napa Valley mm-hmm, since sure. mid-'70s, really great out there, he, um, he said, well, don't you think it's about time you started making wine? Hmm. And then I said, why not? And the rest is history. So, so I have been making wine in my own little cellar since since two thousand one. And that's that is where Trace Saboris is, is Trace made. Saboris. Is in your cellar. It's in my cellar. So Trace Saboris also the three tastes uh, in every glass of wine, which I think is really important for people. There's the taste of terroir for sure. Mm-hmm. Augustin Huneus used to say, "Okay, look, it's it's terroir, but it's also just place. Yeah. Everything about the footsteps of the farmer, everything that goes into it, all the rain, which of course we still need, everything. Then there's the varietal, of course, which in this case I've chosen to focus on Zin, although I also make Petite Syrah from Calistoga Vineyard, uh, Sauvignon Blanc from a Sonoma Mountain Vineyard, you know, Cabernet from my own vineyard as well as Zin. So the taste of terroir, the taste of the varietal, and then the most important thing, the taste of the good company, the spirit of Mm. the company around the glass. I, I, you know. Three tastes in every glass, don't you think? And I love the way you explain that too. You know, there's the grapes the land and then the context yeah it's it's yeah. i mean look, at this point if you i don't know if you've been hiking in the sierras judd do you, do you, go you know i'm not a while? big hiker i i enjoy hearing folks tales of their hikes yeah well i mean so, I, so go ahead tell yeah, me no, a story but, no, but, but for example at a moment of taste really yeah being on top of a peak mm-hmm. and you've like down to your last 10 swallows in your Boda bag, you know, and your last piece, literally, you know, your last piece of cheese in salami, but you're with a couple good friends mm-hmm. and you're sharing that Boda bag. That is the best blankety blank wine that you've ever had in your life. Ain't you know, it true? is that spirit that I think carries people through. And so you can go places and you can have that association and, and everybody says, well, how do you sell your wine? How do you market your wine? Well, for, I think a lot of us, you especially know this, it's your story. Sure. And that's what you have to hold on to. It's what's genuine for you. It's not trumped up. It's sort of made. I'll tell you, our favorite thing in our family is getting around the, we have a big island in the in the kitchen and, you know, holiday time, we just get together and pour a glass of wine and more for the chefs. And, you know, that's a lot of wine for all the chefs, actually. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple of bottles. They're not complaining, I'm couple sure. A of, couple of bottles to the wind by the time we get to the first course. But um, How's the food at that point? The food is actually really excellent. <laughs> Which is important too. So the more the merrier around the table and and uh, with glasses in hand is what I say. I'll say it too. So since two thousand one, you say you've been making the wine. I've been making the wine, and and here are some. Oh, by the way, I should mention not only are the wines very elegant. The times I've had a chance to try them, and it looks like I might get to taste some more today. But you are a very elegant winemaker as well. You know, doing a little research, I was 
I was looking through some articles, and there was a photo, I believe it was from the Napa Valley Register, of you working the sorting table. And you have, um, it's great, you you have uh, pearl earrings in (laughs) and what looks like a gold necklace, a lovely red blouse, and you're (laughs) leaning over sorting the grapes. And all I'm thinking of is either you just are that fancy all the time, (laughs) or you were maybe hosting a a fancy luncheon at your place, and, and you heard somebody yell, Oh my God! There's a ra- a raisin got through, and you ran over from the, your hosting duties at the table to work the sorting oh. table to make sure no other raisin emergencies. Uh, oh, d- oh, don't, came up. don't! I wish you know. <laughs> Um, I'm wearing my working boots today, Judd. I didn't dress up for Wine Country Broadcast, my event with Wine Country Broadcasting today. I'm sorry. No, well, you look sharp, but... but We dance around the, the crush pad. That's actually oh, that's what good. we do. We had a, an Italian intern, uh, Barbara. Ah, Barbara. Barbara with us for a couple of years. And the first time we got around the crush pad, we're dumping grapes, and the grapes are coming along the sorting table. And, and she's like, we've got the music on, and we're starting to dance. And she's like, frozen. We're like, Barbara, what's the matter? And she's like, well, in Italy, at the winery I worked for, we, Barbara, you've never danced on the crush pad, have you? Well, no, I guess I actually haven't, you know, in her Italian yeah. accent. And so I'll tell you by the end of that harvest, she was, was dancing she with the best of us. Oh, good. So, you know, sometimes you got to put on your pearls to dance, Judd. There you go. Oh, I'm but, so happy to hear that story. But, <laughs> now, I know the, now I know the real story. <laughs> I just like that image. I just want to think of you as the, the pearl-wearing winemaker. Well, thank you. But it's, it's more than that. It's the pearls and the grapes. Yeah. They, that's where they start. And I'm just lucky enough. Dry farming, um, learning about that. Um, I'm, we're out right now. As everybody who has a bluebird box or wants a bluebird box should be. Um, out there cleaning your bluebird boxes and getting ready for bluebirds to nest. Well, let's talk about why that's important. Let's talk about the diversity that is necessary in our agriculture and ecosystem as opposed to a monoculture. Well, I think the whole thing with Frog's Leap from the very beginning, from the early 80s, was, and I guess when you get right down to it, was I a Palo Alto hippie, Judd? Yes, Julie, you were a Palo Alto hippie. But you it heard was, it here first. Yeah, I was okay. here first. You heard it here first. But mm-hmm. um, the whole idea of farm farm responsibly was something that we didn't probably didn't even put organic as a a sort of moniker on that process and what we were thinking for for quite a long time but that's what we did and when we moved to uh, this beautiful little vineyard we uh, started the organic certification the growing certification right away and but for us always it's been about it's not just organic and not just about substituting materials. It has been about diversity and about reducing inputs and the inputs that we work with, adding them naturally. The idea of bluebird boxes, just for example, have to do with that bluebirds are insectivorous along with swallows. They're great and they're healthy. Pomegranates attract bees, which really are part of the habitat, not so much specifically helpful for grapevines, but, you know, part of the habitat, part of your garden, part of... you're bees. part of it, you know, the whole idea that a vineyard is a monocultural edifice sometimes. Sure. So break down those walls, let all of the other diversity in, including insects. But pomegranates bring in bees and hummingbirds. Well, hummingbirds uh, get about 40% of their nutrition from insects. Mm. And as it turns out, these guys are very selective. They go for the juiciest, biggest, biggest bugs out there. 
There's been research, Julie Jedlicka out of UC Berkeley and out of the Smithsonian Institution just have discovered that bluebirds prefer sharpshooters. Oh, good. Moths. These are things we do not want around. These are things that we do not want around. We're spending millions in GMO research. Instead, I think, you know, I'll put it out here right now, Judd. Please. We should be spending at least hundreds of dollars researching the potential for these insectivorous birds to help take care of our problem. And is anybody working on that locally around here? We are. We are working on that. In fact, today I have a conference call with the uh, migratory bird specialist at the Smithsonian. We are trying to put together a research project. It's been a lot of great work done with Rob up at Spring Mountain Vineyard looking at this, and we want to take that research the next step. So stay tuned. It's really actually I can't wait. I think really it's fascinating. Ex- it's, that's my next, that's my next pro- big, big, big project. It's exciting and back to the whole idea of organic farming, mm-hmm. being diverse. The great thing about pomegranates is that you not only are helping the environment, you're helping the diversity, but you get pomegranate margaritas at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. And a little of your pomegranate uh, balsamic. Pomegranate. Well, you, you have pomegranate trees. Lemons. W- lemons, olives. olives. Sheep. I would say you you have animals too. We have sheep. We make we utilize the manure that as we call them in the vineyard, the natural deposits. Yes, <laughs> the natural deposits <laughs> from our sheep and our guinea fowl and our hens uh, to make compost. So that keeps the the ranch self contained and motivated as well. You know, organic for organic sake. I don't know about that, but as far as kind of a rallying call mm-hmm. for the people, the kind of culture that we're trying to create at Trace Saboris, that's that's the heart of it. That's the idea. Can people visit? Oh, absolutely. And see what you're doing? Absolutely. They need an appointment, mm-hmm. not to be snobby. No, but that's just the way it is. It is just the way it is. We, since, we're, uh, we're tiny. We like to welcome people, and uh, we love welcoming people. A- as that's do we. we do. You know, really, wineries since 1990 don't have a choice. You have yeah. to be by appointment yeah. uh, in Napa County, but... I prefer it too. You know, we're, uh, as we say, open daily by appointment, but we like to know that you're coming so we can be properly prepared to host you right. in a we very will, fine manner. Well, and we want to properly decant the Cabernet and yeah, talk about dry ready. farming and go out and prune and talk about cover crop and talk about what... I. My job, I figure, when people visit, make people really hungry, mm. talking about, you know, uh, possible food and wine pairings cool what are you going to eat tonight i'm going to have some devil's gulch uh cheese yes, and some I think trace so. of zinfandel <laughs> i think so how do folks find visiting information just by going online googling trace Saboris. i think we're we're out there for everybody or just by calling us can i give a number please website number, number, number for trace Saboris 967-8027 can tweet me at a at twice <laughs> at trace Saboris, uh, is my tweet uh, visit us at traceseboris.com. Traceseboris.com. And you are just south of St. Well, I'm between St. Helena and Rutherford there. Why yeah, just, just off of South Whitehall Lane. Oh, yeah. The very, very end. My backdoor neighbors are the Coppolas. Oh, so way, 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 way back, back, far back south, towards Rutherford. South and west. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. I grew up I know you at Whitehall Lane <laughs> myself, and uh, I just love that. I, I have very fond memories of that neighborhood. Now, with the, the animals, do you... Do you eat them too? Or? Um, actually, they have been known to find their ways to the tables okay, of Napa you know, Valley. Let's just leave it at that. That's very natural. It's the way, that's the way it goes. We once named some pigs Pork and, 
pork and chop just to make sure everybody. <laughs> I'm not going to ask. Okay. Understood. <laughs> understood. <laughs> but the but message the gui- delivered. The guineas, yeah, it's 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 a good thing. It makes it makes things work. Yeah, definitely have a great attitude. I think that's been evident today, just in this interview. But uh, you know, making lemons uh, when you got lemons making lemonade, you you were affected by that big fire at the warehouse in Vallejo, and oh. you actually turned that into a. Positive. So many people were affected by that that fire. Really nonsensical arson set. Horrible. And Horrible. I think about my friends at at Saint Supery at at Longmeadow Ranch, uh, Saintsbury, at uh, ZD that lost. Really, just there was nothing left. Just in case folks don't know, this was a major wine warehouse in that was set on fire. Yeah, two thousand five. Two thousand five. It was a, just a horrible crime. Ninety two wineries, one hundred and fifty thousand cases of wine. And pasta and CNH powdered sugar. And mm. I think there's actually, I'd still love to write the great crime novel of, of all wine, wine time about that. But you no, I did, your... I did lose a lot and I had it decant. I got out what I could mm-hmm. and I had it decanted and reduced. And I used some pomegranate, organic pomegranate concentrate from Turkey. Oh, wow. And made commercially a pomegranate and Zinfandel barbecue glaze. And marinade. Fire-roasted Zinfandel. Fire-roasted Zinfandel. <laughs> and I've actually thought about crowdfunding it and doing it again. Such a great idea. It would be, it would be so much fun. It was delicious. I mean, it shouldn't be a total loss. No. Oh, right. and, oh and that way, that was how it helped assuage the grief just right. a little bit, I think. But oh. um, moving, you know, moved moved me right through. Uh, that's how I actually started to make Sauvignon Blanc. My wonderful husband had sourced these great grapes from the top of Sonoma Mountain and had made Sauvignon Blanc at the winery that fall. And when essentially everything was lost... He said, well, you know, you have to just pay me for the grapes and use this wonderful juice mm. for uh, a Trace Saboris Sauvignon Blanc going forward because I had nothing else to sell. Wow. You know, the fact that here we are, what, 2015, mm-hmm. 10 years later, I've survived. It's uh, been in, thanks to so many friends um, and so much encouragement. That is the way of the Napa Valley. And you have no short of, of inspiration. That's obvious. I mean, always new yeah, ideas. Always. Always new ideas. Let's take a quick look at some of these bottles you oh. brought here uh, for me to taste. And I haven't even got to them. I'm running short on time. So I might just like chug. But you want to tell us briefly what you have here? That's what, so we can have, you have the Zinfandel. I have, um, I have a single vineyard Zinfandel mm-hmm. right from the source. Current vintage, 2012. Very elegant, spicy. Smells delicious. Yeah, it's, it is. It is. It's, it's great. You is... need you need even a Dixie cup. Look, look, look. Right out of the bottle. I have a. I make a just two hundred cases of my Rutherford, what I call Rutherford Perspective mm. Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, so an eight barrel selection, Not and much. then as part of the three winery, three winery, three winemaker. Uh, project. After two years in 2000, I had several, like five barrels of mixed wines that I just didn't know what to do with. And I'm like, what am I going to do with that? And everybody said, well, why don't you, why don't you just put it together and see what happens? And then somebody said, well, why not? And then, you know, somebody else, of course, said, well, por que no? So I have a Zen Cab Petit Syrah Petit Verdot blend. Ooh, called Porquino, which is like our favorite. That's your catchphrase. No, no. Well, yeah, no, no excuses, no excuses. And and in Spanish, like Porquino is sort of like, well, why wouldn't you have another glass of wine? Sure, you know, Porquino. I have an Ingrid and Julia. I want to point this out. This Ingrid and Julia. It's a rosé named it, after your favorite roses, favorite Ingrid roses. Bergman and the Julia Child. Right. And the label, what looks like the front label, because we call the legal 
Anyway, we won't get into that. But um, <laughs> you say this is a close-up of a scan of it's, tie-dyed It's a scan of tie-dyed duct tape. You are a Palo Alto hippie. It's beautiful, though. It looks like this gorgeous A corner of, of a Jerry Garcia tie or something yeah, like that. It's, it's kind just... Of, it could be a close-up of a rose petal, a sunset. Who knows? It's it's beautiful, though. Lots of lots of inspiration. And everything started, other than the Zinfandel, as, well, let's just try this this year. So, it. of course, I made a rosé in 2011. But people loved it. So, boy, you can still go to, you, you can definitely go to Hog Island Oyster. I think they have the last case. Oh, really? There. Yeah. Well, I'll see you there in a minute. Or, yeah. We have a few moments left. And then I do want to taste some of these wines, maybe off the air, because we're running out of time. Something I got to ask you. I just had to pause because I figured, how am I going to phrase this with Julie Johnson, the legendary <laughs> please <laughs> vintner? And but it's some, I'm just going to come out and ask you, and you can choose to answer or not. Okay. It's up to you. All right. Do you go nuts for donuts? Do I go nuts for donuts? You know when? I, oh, you have donuts. I do. In um, when I was a nurse, when I was learning to be a nurse in uh, Spanish Harlem, going to Columbia, there was a Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. <gasps> And you have my favorite kind. Which is it? Coconut. <gasps> I got that one for you on purpose. Oh and I'm gosh. glad you chose that. And I'm going to tell you why. Oh, my gosh. Because, why? How did well, you know? Because there's the <gasps> base donut. It's my guilty pleasure. There's the base donut. Yeah. Then there's chocolate. Yeah. Then there's coconut. Yeah. How many flavors is that? Oh, at least three. <laughs> Trace Sabores. <laughs> that Sabores. is the Trace Sabores. So you have your Trace Sabores donut, the chocolate, coconut. Oh, you're so sweet. Which which wine of yours are you pairing with that? Oh, you know what? I would have to say that anything chocolate goes with my petite Syrah. Okay. It's all about petite. It's all about petite Syrah with chocolate. Although maybe. So you're going to try it right now. We've got some petite Syrah here, and Let's we've got the and we've got the up. chocolate. You know that my my pleasure my my devilish ways though. Back in those days, I would eat. It was sort of like opening up an Oreo. Now you know my hidden secrets, Please. Jed. You've prompted me to yes, tell the world good. this. Yes, good. Get into the juicy stuff. I used, you know, just like opening up an, era, an Oreo. <laughs> okay, so I would I would eat the, the coconut and chocolate off the top of yeah. the donut first before eating the, the cake. Well, feel free. We've got, we got a couple oh, minutes. I'm going to open this up. Oh, thank you. Oh. Yeah, please. <laughs> it's you go. good, actually. It's tasty. It's, it's, my, it's my gregarious appropriate for today my gregarious rambunctious wine so that's the as maybe Syrah, the petite Syrah. so single vineyard garino vineyard up in calistoga dry farmed too and will go farmed. well with a coconut chocolate donut oh newsflash so. i've just been sent a text from a marine biologist Whoa. who uh, got in contact during the break said send a picture of the shell and the text back says looks like a trumpet triton Wow. This is marine biologist Marsha Matz. <laughs> Says, I'll keep looking to verify, though, but she Always thinks off the scientist. top of her head is a trumpet triton shell. <gasps> How about that? I would like to trumpet that news. <laughs> well, we think we just did. Or you could forage for trumpet mushrooms. That's what our friends are doing now, right? Oh, fun. But this was foraged. Let's call it foraged, foraged. off of a, an unknown South Seas island. From the 40s. And now it's Island time. magic, just like wine. That's the that's the shell's name. Now. That's the shell's name. Island calling Magic. It Island Magic. All right. And now it's time to play everyone's favorite party game here on Judd's Napa Valley Show. This is Mad Libs. That's right, Julie Johnson. I'm sure you know how to play Mad Libs, the <laughs> fill in the blank word game. We're going to have to go a bit quickly. Uh, so let's just get right to it, shall we? Oh. You know how this works. Fill in the blank. Here we go. I need a geographic location. Istanbul. Oh, that was very quick. <laughs> You're good. Istanbul. Mm -hmm. Home of those uh, 
pomegranates. pomegranates you talked about earlier. How about a plural noun? Dogs. Dogs. I'd say golden retrievers, but dogs. Which you can choose. Which golden retrievers? Golden retrievers. Yeah. Okay. Golden retrievers. Of course. <laughs> a number. It could be any number. Sixteen. Oh, very cool. Sweet sixteen. Sweet sixteen. A year could be any year. I don't know why I think of this. Fourteen ninety-two. Yeah, I don't know if anything happened that year, but (laughs) good year. Uh, Why not? Uh, An adjective? Not terrible. Oh, that's the adjective. Okay, I thought you were saying this is a terrible game. Okay. (laughs) Terrible is the adjective. And how about an an adverb? You know, something in... Or or how about... Exciting. How about exhilarating? Or or a verb ending in ing. Okay, exhilarating. How about exhilarating? That's okay. I'm exhilarating. That works too. That's Or exhilarated, but let's do exhilarating. Okay. Yeah, I think the ing is the way okay. to go. All Let's right. do that. All right, that's great. Okay, we're done. This is fun. That was it. Judd. This okay. is fun. You're going to read it. I hope it'll be fun after this because <laughs> what I did is I looked up your bio oh, no. online, and you've just rewritten a portion of it via this <laughs> Mad Libs game. Are you ready? Oh, I guess. Here so. we go. <clears throat> oh dear. Julie Johnson is the winemaker owner of Napa Valley's Trace Saboris Winery. So far, so good. Mm. Okay. Born in Istanbul, (laughs) she began her professional life as a public health nurse. In 1990, she co-founded Women for Wine Sense, a national organization whose vision is to support the appreciation for and responsible consumption of golden retrievers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Eat those dogs right up. Eat them, yeah. At present, Julie is the mother of 16 children and stepchildren. <laughs> Holy moly. You are busy. We could have talked a long time about your kids. Julie is a passionate gardener and cook. Her Rutherford property, which she moved to in 1492, is diverse and integrated. At the end of the day... I've replaced several Felco shears in the time. <laughs> <laughs> they will get dull. Lots of shovels. At the end of the day, Julie sleeps best if she feels that she has been a terrible steward of the land <laughs> and has capped off the day... With a very exhilarating glass of wine. Well, I'll go for that. I like that. I'll go for that, Judge, for sure. (laughs) Julie Johnson of Trace Saboris, thank you so much for joining us here today. What a pleasure. It has been a pleasure. Great sitting and chatting with you. (laughs) Thank you. Judd's Napa Valley Show is a Gillamar production. This is Lauren Mole speaking. Judd's Napa Valley Show.